This episode of the 501st Cast is dedicated to Jenny Riddle, TK9496, from Georgia Garrison. She passed away on March 17th. Rest in peace in our Hall of Eternal Legionnaires. We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned for global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's fist celebrate more than a decade of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. Here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. Welcome back to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion Vader's Fist. This is episode 94 for April 2016, and here are your hosts. Myself, Nikki, DZ8397. I'm Joe, SL12743. And Marcus, TK14057. So the 501st Legion is currently at 9,034 members. We've hit another milestone. Very exciting. With 15,886 approved costumes in the Legion. And we have a, a sneaking suspicion that many of those are probably the newly released Anavos Stormtrooper armor. I know a lot of people were posting pictures that they got their big brown box in the mail. So with this episode, we visit the White House again. Troop with the Blue Angels, say goodbye to a young honorary member, and strive to become a strong force for change. Stay tuned. Recent news. The first thing we want to talk about this episode is the amazing Force for Change charity campaign being spearheaded by Lucasfilm and Disney. The 501st Legion has partnered with them for this initiative, and for every dollar we raise for Make-A-Wish, between now and May 5th, Lucasfilm and Disney will match it up to $1 million. Head over to 501st.com slash Force for Change and make your donation right now. We'll wait. Feel free to pauses if you need to. Are you all set? I, I, I think they're back. Okay, so don't forget to tell your friends as well. We've raised more than $8,700 so far, but that's only a small percentage of our $77,501 goal. So we need your help to spread the word before the challenge ends on May 5th. Star Garrison just approved a new Stormtrooper to the ranks. TK69004. His first shoot was on April 10th and was a Make-A-Wish delivery for two young boys in Houston. Check out the link in our show notes to a video he put together explaining why he decided to become a cyborg for a stormtrooper. Always good to hear about why someone would want to become a stormy. Uh, you know, and I think it's very, very cool. In fact, that actually might be a good idea for a new segment on our show here, Nikki. Uh, maybe get a, a guest on from time to time and have them explain to our listeners what it was that drew them into the Legion in the first place. I actually do that on one of my other shows, Saber Chats, which is um, the podcast of Saber Guilds out of Rim Temple, which is here in Southern California. And I actually talk to their members in person 
person, and each one of them has a different story about why they joined Saber Guild. And with all of the thousands of members that we have in the 501st, how cool would it be to get, uh, with every new episode we do each month, Nikki, to get a new another 501st member on here and just have them tell us their 501st story? I think that would be pretty cool. Absolutely. I love having guests on the show. We'll make that your mission, Nikki. <laughs> the, the Emperor has spoken. Hi, this is Stephen Stanton, honorary member of the 501st, and you're listening to the 501st cast. Well, guys, uh, you know, Star Wars Rogue One, or should I say Rogue One, a Star Wars story, has uh, recently dropped from uh, the good folks over there at LFL. And, uh, well, I think uh, we all thought it might be kind of fun to uh, talk about the Rogue One trailer from a 501st Legion perspective. What say you? I think that would definitely be appropriate. Okay, all right. Here's what I'm going to do. If you guys want to go over to the Star Wars, and the listeners can do this as well. This actually might be kind of fun. Now, if you're driving, if you're listening in the car, driving, not not a good idea. Just uh, keep listening to us. But (laughs) if you're behind a computer or a smart device, you don't have to do this, but this might be kind of fun. If you go over to YouTube, go to the official Star Wars channel on YouTube. And uh, there you can find Rogue One, a Star Wars story official teaser trailer. Now, I'm going to play that in the background here while we're talking. The volume's going to be about half so that you can hear the audio from the trailer while the rest of us are talking. And then we will critique the trailer or at least comment on it. From a 501st Legion perspective, what I'll do is I'll just go ahead and play this. The trailer itself is almost two minutes long, so um, we can listen to the audio and uh, criticize it, critique it, whatever, from a 501st perspective. And then when it's done playing, if we have more to say, well, then we can keep talking. (laughs) Why don't we do that? (laughs) Okay, so okay. I am playing the video now, and of course we have the following preview. It's been approved for appropriate audiences. The green screen goes blank. Here we go. Uh, State your name for the record. Jin Urso. Sounds like a bad girl to me. Forgery of imperial documents. Possession of stolen property. Aggravated assault. She forged imperial arrest. documents. Oh, an enemy of the Empire. Age of 15. Reckless, aggressive. Although she's not being treated very nicely by the rebels either. No, she's not. That was Mon Mothma, by the way. I rebel. She rebels. That's what she does. I don't like the sound of that. We have a mission for you. Uh I see a Star Destroyer, the Death Star. Good, we like that. What it is and how to destroy it. With this sending her on a mission against us? Is that clear? Yes, sir. It sounds to me like she doesn't want to go on this mission. She's doing it reluctantly. I see some uh, rebel costumes. It looks like a Grand Admiral here. Yeah. There we go. What Morgan will Freeman. you do when they catch uh, you? A stormy and dark armor. What you do if they break you? Donnie Yen. Shadow Trooper. You continue to fight. Adats on the beach. I love it. Palm trees in the background. Yeah, the royal guards were there too. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Okay, I like this. 
Very cool indeed. Okay. Uh, well, you know, it, it's kind of hard to comment on the whole thing because you're, 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 everything's being thrown at you all at once. Really, Nikki and Marcus, my goodness, uh, what are some of the things that popped out at you most uh, in, in the trailer? For me, uh, it really was the Death Star and a Star Destroyer in front of it. And uh, the, the I want to say Grand Admiral because he was wearing white, but uh, I'll leave that open to speculation with you guys. Uh, I was just blown away. It's so good to see the Empire on it, it, the actual Empire in a Star Wars movie again. Yeah, I actually wasn't expecting to see other trooper types. I just assumed that we were only going to see the classic TK. So, like the the shadow troopers with the different masks, um, and all the other trooper types that you saw running down the hallway. I, I just wasn't even expecting those for some reason. Yeah, interesting that you, you say the term shadow troopers. And, of course, for those that are uh, expanded universe fans like I, uh, and, of course, now that's Legends, I don't know if they're still going to be called shadow troopers or not. I've heard other Star Wars podcasts refer to them as death troopers. And I want to be clear, uh, <laughs> death troopers are zombies, uh, or at least they were in the old EU, um, the death troopers novel, one of my favorites, by the way. And uh, real quickly, Marcus, over there in your garrison, out in the Mid-South Garrison area, I'm in SoCal. We, we do have, uh, in the Southern California Garrison, we do have so, a good number of death troopers around still. Do you guys in your garrison still have death troopers uh, active at all? Yeah, our, our CO, Doug, he is a, you know, shadow trooper. But, sorry, no, we don't have a death trooper in our garrison. No more Sorry. zombies. Like That's from, okay. from, the no, from the novel, you mean? No. Yeah, okay. And then, Nikki, do you have any uh, more zombie troopers in your area? Still active? Uh, I think we have one member who was working on the costume. I'm not sure if he ever got it finalized or not. Okay. Well, for the listeners out there, yeah, Death Troopers, uh, it was the first Star Wars horror novel, and uh, I highly recommend the audiobook version thereof, because a lot of the sounds are just gruesome, uh, and if you're into that kind of thing, it, it's a lot of fun, but uh, Death Troopers, to be clear, are zombies, and I've heard a lot of other Star Wars podcasts out there refer to the, the, the black-armored stormtroopers as Death Troopers, and no, 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 no. Officially, the 501st Legion calls them Shadow Troopers. Now, let's back up a little bit. The uh, black stormtroopers that you see uh, in this trailer differ from the black stormtroopers that currently exist in the 501st Legion. The ones that are currently in the Legion, they're basically TKs, but they're colored black. Those are shadow troopers mm -hmm. from the old expanded universe legends now. What are we going to call this new type of dark stormtrooper that we see here? The armor looks interesting. I don't think that they would correctly be called shadow troopers. I'm sure they'll get some new kind of designation to be determined at a later point. Nikki, what, in your mind, what do you think of these uh, new dark-looking stormtroopers that we see in this trailer here? I think they look almost even more evil than the regular stormtrooper. I don't know. There's almost like a more skull-like appearance to the mask, so I guess I kind of can see between the black coloring and a more skull-like mask why someone would associate them with death. Um, yeah, good but point. yeah, there's sort of a, a weird mix, because yeah, it looks like almost sandy from the neck down. 
Interesting that you say that. And of course, uh, we see them, uh, you know, adats there. Speaking of Sandy on a beach, palm trees in the background. Oh, man, I wonder if they're invading Southern California. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, I heard, also heard on many other Star Wars podcasts, let's face it, I'm the guy that built the, the Star Wars podcasts uh, Android app. There's 30 podcasts on there, all wonderful Star Wars podcasts. So I listen to Star Wars podcasts a lot. Uh, and uh, I've heard other shows also mention that these uh, new quote-unquote death troopers, as they call them, I hope, no, 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 they're not zombies. You know, that, get, that just gets me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, these new dark-looking stormtroopers that supposedly, and I don't know if this is speculation or not, but uh, and, and I'm not quite sure where they got their info from, but when you see these guys, it's supposed to indicate that Darth Vader is not far off that basically they're supposed to be uh they're supposed to precede him that if if he's if they're there then he's there somewhere so um marcus what is your take on on these new looking dark storm troopers and uh how eager are you to build one i suppose (laughs) yeah that's a good point whenever it's seen costume and even a variation of a costume um like the regular tk uh, i fringe because you know i'm like oh no how much money am I having to spend now on, on this one? Um, but <laughs> I, from a, from an artistic point of view, I think they look awesome and I can't wait to see one live in person. There you have it. Uh, the, the new dark looking stormtroopers there, uh, in the rogue one trailer, well received by members of the 501st Legion. Um, but I have to say it is very good to see something that I am working on next myself. It's going to take me some time. After all, I'm the Emperor, and I don't look forward to demoting myself. But um, the the Red Royal Guards are back. Yes, the Sovereign Protector Detachment, I am sure, is excited about this. Uh, I am hopefully going to do a a royal guard costume next i've never covered my face with anything um you know i've always been a custom sith lord in another group i'm the emperor here and uh i've always had my face showing i even did a try at an imperial officer once before i became the uh, emperor and um well, after being approved as the Emperor, I now want to do a Royal Guard, my first attempt at covering my face. And, uh, well, so one day I shall demote myself <laughs> from being the Emperor and becoming one of my guards. Uh, but uh, in the, I like the fact, though, that the uh, the Royal Guards are back, and I'm definitely excited to... Um, do one of those outfits. Now, who, though, uh, standing in between those royal guards on either side, I don't know if that is some kind of holographic projection or a back-to-tank, perhaps, and there is some dark, Mm -hmm. silhouetted individual standing in front of that. It's clearly not Vader. I don't think it's Vader. And it certainly isn't the Emperor. Do you guys think it could be an Inquisitor of some kind? That's all speculation, I think. I don't don't know know what to guess. It could be anybody. I, I, you know, yeah. And uh, you both spoke over each other, but yeah, I, we got we got the idea there. Uh, it could be anyone. It it could be some new bad guy. We don't know. And I think they purposefully did that uh, in this trailer to keep everyone guessing. Kind of like the Force Awakens left us with so many questions after the movie: Who are Ray's parents? Who is Snoke? And now we have to figure out who this person is. Fine. Well, I'm sure we'll find out once the movie comes out. I'm looking forward to it. Um, there is one other. Um, a person in this trailer, I think, definitely uh, is worth mentioning, and I can't wait to see this outfit in the Legion. Uh, Nikki, 
Is that a Grand Admiral? Who do you think that is? It's obviously a moth of some kind, uh, some kind of higher up that didn't make it to episode four. So uh, who is the guy in white with uh, the the, uh, the really huge rank and the cape? Uh, who do you think that could be? I am not sure. I'm actually not up on my rank bars to know what that amount of uh, pips, I guess, designates. But everyone's loving his cloak, though. And Marcus, who do you think that guy might be? Do you think he's some kind of admiral, some kind of moff? I mean, obviously, we don't know who. But, uh, you know, and speculation aside, do you think that uh, he's, obvi- mm-hmm. he, he, he's obviously some kind of uh, uh, antagonist here in, in this new movie? Do you think he's a moff of some kind, maybe in the ISB? I noticed his hair first. He has nice hair. Um, I don't know if you agree, but um, that is... I think a good sign of uh, good genes, uh, maybe somebody uh, of uh, high stature uh, in, 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 in some planet, maybe uh, a prince, um, but I don't know. I have no idea who that might be. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, he's obviously a very high <laughs> rank, and uh, I'm willing to bet that he's a moth of some kind. And if you go back uh, okay. to um, episode four, when everyone is seated around the, uh, the the briefing room table there, and you've got uh, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, you've got Admiral Mahdi. And see, not all of them are moths. Now, uh, Admiral Mahdi, I interviewed uh, Richard Leparman TA years ago on one of my other shows, and uh, he was very, very gracious and a wonderful gentleman, and, uh, and we do miss him. Uh, and one of our revered uh, honorary members here that have passed on in the 501st Legion. And um, he was, uh, he, he loved that character. He really, really did. But he was an admiral. I don't know if uh, an admiral was considered a moff or not. But everyone around that table, where they were either admirals or they were moffs. Or uh, you also mm-hmm. have, um, uh, oh, the, uh, with the ISB represented there, you had, um, oh, what was his name? He was a captain in, um, in the Clone Wars, became an admiral by the end, uh, and he was a colonel. Uh, in episode four, I know you know who I'm talking about. Who's that colonel? What was his name? Uh, see, this is what I call Sith timers. The dark side is uh, uh, clouding my uh, vision <laughs> here. Um, but anyway, I know you know who I'm talking about. Some some listeners probably screaming his name, but you, you get my point. Everyone seated around that table, they're either they're high ranking, they're colonels, they're admirals, they're moffs. So we don't know if this guy in the Rogue One trailer if he's a moff or not. But he's definitely uh, high ranking. And since we do not see him in episode four, I'm wondering if he actually makes it or not. But um, the outfit is superb, and uh, I I cannot wait to see those uh, in the Legion. And uh, Nikki, by the way... Uh, we mentioned uh, The Force Awakens real briefly here. You know, there is a lot of new outfits in The Force Awakens, uh, specifically the new uh, First Order Imperial officers. We've seen a lot of the new TKs, a lot of the, the new uh, First Order Stormtroopers in the Legion. Uh, have you guys seen any new uh, First Order Imperial officers, First Order uh, officers? Uh, I don't know if the, uh, the Imperial officer detachment there is uh, working on those or not. I, I haven't. Yeah, I think I've seen some people already um, working on those. 
Absolutely fantastic. I, you know, with all of the, the new films that uh, are coming out, we're going to be getting a lot more new uh, costumes in the Legion. And so uh, looking forward to it. Guys, uh, I'm done commenting on this trailer. I think they've heard enough of me. Uh, any last thoughts on this? Um, the the ad-ats in particular, I really love, too. It's good to see them back again. Nikki, let's start with you first. Any any final thoughts on this trailer at all? Uh, I don't think so. Looking forward to seeing... More, I guess. Basically, I was a little confused by the the samurai training. I must admit. Right, right. Donnie Yen's character—he looks like he was training the stormtroopers, as opposed to actually being in combat against them. And he had a stick there, so uh, maybe that. Uh, well, maybe stormtroopers are supposed to get some kind of melee training. Interesting. I, I uh, yeah, I was a little. Uh, maybe not confused at my end, but I was a little intrigued. We've never seen anything like that before. Marcus, any final thoughts on this uh, trailer before we get the rest of this podcast episode uh, underway here? I love that the trailer came out of nowhere, pretty much 24-hour events, if at all. Um, it made me be very excited for for that movie. Um, I cannot wait. It, it, it felt like 1977 all over again, so I can't wait. You said it. You said it right then and there. I now in 1977. To 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 be clear, I was four years old. But uh, I saw the original Star Wars in 1977 in the theater. In fact, it was the very first movie I ever saw in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And uh, I distinctly remember being excited. I mean, as soon as the movie was over, I demanded that we go get Star Wars toys <laughs> at the store. <laughs> and uh, my grandmother, who took me to go see the movie, uh, well, of course, she obliged me. I was so spoiled back then. Well, and, and I feel like spoiling myself now. Uh, you know, I don't know if I want to go buy toys, uh, but uh, definitely memorabilia. This, uh, well, well, for us, I guess that's what Star Wars toys are <laughs> at our age now. It's more memorabilia. But hey, we play with them too. Why not? Uh, we dress up as Star Wars memorabilia, don't we? Uh, and that's one of the cool things about being it. Yeah, it's one of the cool things about being in the 501st Legion is that you get to become the action figure you had as a kid. I mean, how cool is that? Uh, and uh, I uh, really love uh, Rogue One. Just like you said, it it gave you that same feeling of excitement that we had back in the original trilogy. And I, I think uh, for some people, maybe even the prequels, but uh, I think Rogue One, is the, the, at least this trailer, definitely gave us that uh, feeling of anticipation we had for, I would say, Empire strikes back once um the a new hope was done back then it was just star wars uh and and then we knew that empire strikes back was coming out we had because star wars was such a exciting movie it was it was the best science fiction film or science fantasy film of all time at least to me it was uh and and then we had this anticipation for uh empire strikes back that was such a great movie and when that was done and we knew that return of the jedi was coming out uh, and uh, so the anticipation for Return of the Jedi was crazy. I remember when I was 10, I think, when that movie came out, the line for that movie, uh, the opening night, was out of the theater, and it was in the parking lot. In fact, the line wrapped around the parking lot. We were in line for more than a couple hours waiting to get into Return of the Jedi. The anticipation, though, is the same. And so, yeah, I have that same feeling. Um, what are your anticipatory feelings towards uh, Rogue One, uh, Nikki? Um. Definitely looking forward to seeing it. Um, I am, I must admit, getting a little nervous of the how fast-paced this is all becoming. 
Uh, it's like the day after Force Awakens comes out on Blu-ray, we have the trailer for the next movie. It, it's it's almost seeming a little more crowded than I would like. It, it would be nice to savor the anticipation a little longer. Um, but I know that the world today is a lot more fast-paced than it used to be. Oh, that's true. That's that's very true. And uh, we have a, a lot more of a hustle-bustle lifestyle than we did 40 years ago. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's kind of reflected in our, um, in our media uh, in this day and age, too, isn't it? And there is so much competition that it's up against, too. Um, there are so many other great movies that um, are being released in tandem with, with all of these new Star Wars movies. And so I think that they're trying to... Um, you know, get the timing down just right so that this trailer doesn't coincide with a trailer for another great movie. Uh, they want people's attention to be on this particular trailer. So uh, yeah, I think sure. that might be a part of it. But yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to Jin Erso uh, as played by Felicity Jones. And um, and of course, uh, Morgan Freeman looked outstanding in this trailer. Uh, and uh, we won't say anything about those Rebels. I, I kind of wanted to say it's good to see Rebel pilots again. Is it Morgan uh, Freeman uh, or Forrest Whitaker? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. What would that see? Uh, the dark side, it, you know, that that's one of the, the things about being a dark sider is that you get the Sith timers, it clouds your vision. Yeah, not Morgan Freeman. Uh, Forrest Whitaker, what was I saying? Uh, never mind me. Never mind me. Just cut that all out. <laughs> we'll, we'll just move along. But uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, that was kind of funny. Maybe I'll leave it in there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, it's an outstanding trailer. Um, but uh, I, I think uh, we could put this little review to rest. Uh, uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, well received by the 501st Legion, uh, even though there are rebel pilots and, and, and other rebel scum in there. Uh, nevertheless, uh, it is good to see the Empire in action once again. By the name. His name is Wolf Ularen. Wolf Ularen. Thank you. Yeah. Colonel Wolf Ularen. Colonel Ularen. See? Here we go again. Uh, I, I, uh, the Emperor just doesn't see very well, does he? This is Admiral Wilhoff Talk and asking you to listen to the 501st cast. Otherwise, we'll steer the Death Star in your direction. Mission reports. Our first report was sent in by Imperial Sands Garrison's PR officer regarding their mission at the annual El Centro Air Show. So take a listen. Hi, this is Jamie Tobit, Public Relations Officer with the Imperial Sands Garrison, calling in a report about our fifth year of hosting a multi-garrison, multi-day troop at the Naval Air Facility in El Centro, California. Nearly 50 troopers from the Imperial Sands and the Dune Sea Garrisons converged on this naval air station out in the California desert between San Diego and the Arizona border. We also enjoyed having members of the Sunrider Rebel Base and Moss Eisley's Rebel Base and Mandalorian Mercs from San Diego, Los Angeles, and Arizona join us. We trooped a food festival the night before the air show to great response and awesome fireworks. We then retreated to an on-base house, which became party central for those staying overnight. We invited some of the Blue Angels ground crew to come by for a beverage and were excited when they showed up. The house was so full that people ended up sleeping in the kitchen, on the couch, or even in a tent on the front porch. Much fun and laughter was had. The NAF El Centro is the winter home of the Navy and Marines' world-famous Blue Angels Flight Demonstration Squadron. 
The air show in El Centro is always the Blue Angels' first show of the season, and nearly 50,000 people from the surrounding area come out to watch the demonstrations, walk among the vendors, see planes, helicopters, cars, even a Sherman tank was on display. The air show gave the 501st and the Mandalorians a big space to set up tables and booths. The Mandos brought their full-size bar that was used at, at, at Celebration Anaheim. The troopers would walk the grounds and couldn't go more than 10 steps before someone wanted a photo. The TIE pilots especially liked standing next to the fighter planes on display. But what drew the biggest line of photos was a group of seven troopers slash Mandos who revealed Mando costumes that were done in the style and colors of the Blue Angel jets. Please check out the photos to fully appreciate the beautiful work of Victor Silva, Carrie Caranzi, Leslie Farquhar, Howard Smart, Alejandro Benninghoff, Milton Hunt, and Todd Mullen. Thanks so much. We'll t- check in with you later. So like he mentioned, we'll have a link to photos from that event in our show notes. Thanks to Jamie, TI67076, for calling in that report. And don't forget, our hotline number is 828 419 0501. So you can use that to send in mission reports like Jamie did or share your favorite memory from a 501st Legion event. Garrison Carida had the honor of trooping for the first time on Saturday, March 12th at the Da Vinci Science Center in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Da Vinci is a small facility, but takes making science fun for kids seriously. The museum is full of the typical interactive displays you'd find at a science museum. But for Star Wars Day, they also had numerous Star Wars-themed science projects for kids to do throughout the day. They had three specific character photo op areas set up and noted on their facility map, plus also one extra location that moved around the museum on the fly to help with traffic flow. Interesting. The museum was so thrilled to have us there, and everyone was happy with how the event went. They even set a new single-day attendance record. Hopefully this will become a new yearly visit for Garrison Carida. They took excellent care of our members with donuts and beverages in the morning and pizza for lunch. Oh my, I'm, I'm, I want to troop it now. <laughs> they even had larger-sized Hershey bars made up with custom Garrison Carida wrappers for our volunteers. The museum also hosted a toy collection for the day. We'll have a link to an online news article about the event in our show notes. Thanks to Butch, ID8544, and Bill, TK14791, for that report. Empire City Garrison has been invited to help out with some Star Wars-themed fan films recently. One is called A Trooper's Tale, which is directed and produced by Trey McCullough and his sons. The location was at a medium film studio around the Chelsea area of Manhattan. Participating were Ted, SL6298, Miguel, TK30574, Marek, TK10804, and a new member on his debut troop, Michael, TK11435. They were there for about five hours shooting various scenes against a giant green wall. The plan is for the producer to add in different scenery, special effects, and sounds later on without having to use actual stage props. Troopers had the privilege of experiencing what it was like behind the scenes of a movie shoot and what was involved with making one. The film should be finished for submission in the Fan Film Awards in early April. Good luck to the McCullough family with their projects. Empire City Garrison also took part in the filming of Jedi Fortune, and they had a lot of fun. They did a few takes in the woods and simulated blaster firing. They fortunately learned that they actually can run in Stormtrooper armor. The people making the film treated our members very well 
and it was an experience they'd love to have again. The director of the movie will be making a donation to the ECG Troopers Helping Troopers campaign and add the 501st to the movie credits. Steve, TK51500 from Ohio Garrison, was honored to support Team Lillian's Legacy at the Shamrock Shuffle in Westchester, Ohio for the second year in a row. Lillian's Legacy raises money to help families with burials of newborns. You can read more about the work they do at lillianslegacy.org. The Shamrock Shuffle is an event for teams to raise money for various charities that they wish to support. Kudos to Steve for trooping in the rainy cold to support this charity fundraiser. Speaking of solo troops, get ready for another episode of The Lone Vader. A fiery TIE fighter with the speed of light, a cloud of stardust, and a hearty Hi-Yo X-1, The Lone Vader. On Saturday, March 19th, Empire City Garrison was invited to attend a Cub Scout pack night. The kids were not expecting us, and they had dimmed the room before SL-5928 made his appearance. The collective gasp from the Cubs was incredible. The lone Vader took pictures and answered questions, and the Cubs had a lot of questions. He then desuited after the science and magic show started. The troop really appreciated our showing up on short notice. Thanks to Ron, SL5928, the Lone Vader, for that report. Garrison Carita was invited to spend March 20th in Altoona, Pennsylvania, for the Mirror Moms Superhero Day. This event was created for kids so they could get in touch with their inner superhero. They had many activities for the kids, from face painting, sitting in fire trucks, police cars, meeting superheroes, and of course, meeting the 501st Legion. There were also vendors selling all sorts of fun things for the kids. Karita had lots of helmets on display, as well as business and trading cards to give away. There were hundreds of children at this event, and they loved trying on the helmets. The Karita recruit helped keep an eye on all the helmets, so they were kept nice and safe. Karita also had a flyer to pass out to the kids, letting them know about the Galactic Academy. The kids and parents loved it. So many people were unaware of what we do and that their kids could get involved to a degree through the Galactic Academy. This was also a great recruiting opportunity as lots of parents were very interested in either the 501st Legion or Rebel Legion. The organizers took great care of our members, providing lunch and water throughout the day. Carita's presence helped the event's attendance and they said we were all the bug. Huge hits. In total, there were nine characters from Garrison Carita the Rebel Legion, Galactic Academy, plus three Squires. Shout out to Aiden, TK16602, as this event was his first official troop. He was the first to suit up and stay trooping for five straight hours. He only took a small break to eat something, but never once suited down. They checked on him throughout the day, and he kept saying he was good. Aiden, way to go on kicking butt on your first troop. Gonky, the gonk droid, made his first appearance as well. He did great with his built-in MP3 player and had people dancing throughout the day. We'll have a link to some photos in our show notes. Thanks to Gina, DZ11277, for that report. Nearly two dozen members of Garrison Carita, the Rebel Legion, and the Galactic Academy converged on Penn Cinema to celebrate the last showing of The Forced Awakens on Thursday, March 24th. After suiting up, they mingled in the lobby and outside the cinema to greet people coming in to see the movies. 
A lot of photos were taken, and Marty, TK1524, was interviewed by a cameraman outside. After desuiting, they met with the owner of the cinema, who provided the troops with some trivia gifts and thanked us for appearing. He also put together a special trailer set for our members to watch prior to their TFA screening. As always, check out our show notes for a link to some photos from this troop. And thanks to Jamie, TK18652, for that report. Last month, on a Friday afternoon, FedEx made a delivery that was meant for the birthday of soon-to-be five-year-old Logan in California. His father, James, had ordered the last pieces needed for the party, a Kylo Ren costume and two high-end lightsabers. But within 30 minutes of the packages being delivered, they walked off with the help of an unknown suspect. Young Logan loves the Star Wars saga and fell in love with the latest villain, Kylo Ren. He was going to battle the newest villain at his birthday party with the lightsabers that were taken. When James had ordered the original items, he was able to get them on sale. When reordering, he had to pay $50 more. Word spread quickly throughout the Star Wars community locally and beyond. In fact, many of our listeners may have already read about this story because it quickly went viral. Several 501st Legion members in Central California Garrison's South Valley Squad felt it their duty to do something to help restore and spread the magic of Star Wars. Although in general CCG doesn't participate in private events, the garrison staff agreed that the circumstances were unique to grant a special exception. Within days of the story being aired by the local news, Manoa SL6097 and Jason CC11575 started the wheels turning to ensure this birthday party would be one that wouldn't be soon forgotten. Logan's father was taken aback when he was contacted by the 501st Legion. The family received support from 501st members from all over the world. They received numerous packages, boxes, and cards, and messages of support from members of the 501st Legion. Our visit for the birthday party was kept as a surprise for Logan until he saw the lineup of bounty hunters, stormtroopers, biker scouts, Jedi, TIE pilots, and clone troopers escorting Logan's uncle, who was dressed up as Kylo Ren. Logan was a bit overwhelmed at first, but as soon as our members started to interact with him, he relaxed and grew more and more excited at all the Star Wars characters. And to put an even happier cap on this story, local law enforcement officials who were investigating the theft were able to catch and arrest the suspect who was caught on video taking the items from the front step of the family home. The items that were taken were successfully recovered, and law enforcement officials were able to return them to the family prior to the party. Thanks to Wayne, TK22912, for that report. On Easter Day, a select few of our old line garrison members once again were selected for special duty at the White House. The Easter Egg Rule. Two First Order Stormtroopers and Darth Vader, Empire Strikes Back style, appeared. Although not together, as that would just wreak havoc with continuity. The morning started out rainy, but fortunately the rain cleared. The sun came out and it turned into a beautiful day for outdoor trooping. The families came in groups and our troopers had a schedule of specific times and events to follow. The picture sessions for both Vader and the stormtroopers were overwhelming. It would start with 10 families and in minutes, lines were 50 to 75 feet long and getting longer. They posed for 30 to 45 minutes in each session. Numerous celebrities were at this event wanting to get pictures with the Star Wars characters. 
Huge thanks to Squires Bob and Charles and the event's volunteer staff for keeping things flowing and having patience to deal with the crowds. There was a special duty planned for the first order TKs. About an hour before the event, they escorted the president and first lady of the United States. Security was very tight, and our members followed all instructions to the letter, so there were no false trips or disasters. The president even remembered us from our last visit to the White House. He joked about dancing again like they did at the Force Awakens premiere. When it was over, our members had been suited up for about eight hours. They did strip the armor off for a precautionary bathroom and water break for an hour midway and walked around the grounds to stretch their legs. It was an honor to have participated in such a fun day at the White House with all the families and the other different characters. Thanks to Michael, TK10114, for that report. And even though this was a Monday morning on March 28th, more than two dozen members of Garrison Carita, their Rebel Legion counterparts, the Galactic Academy, and Squires, invaded the Children Miracle Network's Miracle Party, an annual celebration put on to celebrate the triumphs of the children CMN serves at the Milton S. Hershey Medical Center in Pennsylvania. The day was full of food, games, and gifts for the kids and their families. The Legion's part in the celebration consisted of photo ops and, of course, the dance party, which ends the day's festivities. Our troopers were treated to a spacious changing area, some snacks and beverages, which we really appreciate. The kids and their families were very grateful, and so were the folks from CMN. The dance party went a little longer than usual, but our members stuck with it till the end and showed these kids the love and dedication that the Legions are famous for. Three cheers for all who supported this amazing event. A lot of folks traveled great distances, some after working all night, some after using vacation to take the day off. Regardless, everyone donated their time and are appreciated. We'll have a link to several photos from this troop in our show notes. Thanks to Mike, BH7341, for that report. It was rainy the morning of April 2nd, but that didn't seem to dampen the spirits of the attendees of the 4th Annual Brad Fox Memorial 5K. This event is held in honor of Officer Brad Fox, who was a police officer in Plymouth Township, Pennsylvania, and was killed in the line of duty a few years ago. The rain lightened up a bit by the time the three troopers from Garrison Carida were suited up and ready to do their usual meet-and-greet with lots of pictures. They first headed to the starting line, stood at attention for the National Anthem and God Bless America, then the race started. Shortly after that, the 1K walk started. Troopers mingled around the starting area as it was converted over to the finish line, where they greeted and applauded the participants when they returned. They posed for a few more photos and wandered through the tent areas one last time before calling it a day. After desuiting, they headed to the local Perkins, which was donating 20% of each check to the Brad Fox Foundation for people who mentioned the race. Thanks to Butch, ID 8544, for that report. 12-year-old Philip Parks of Louisville, Kentucky, achieved one of his lifelong dreams to become a stormtrooper. Phil is battling a rare form of brain cancer and has been an inspiration to all whom he has met. Late last year, members of the Mid-South Garrison helped Phil celebrate his birthday with over 15 costume members appearing as well as the local chapters of Ghostbusters and superheroes. Recently, things turned for the worse and doctors have very little they can do for Phil. After seeing a posting on the costuming group by a friend of the garrison reaching out for anyone who had access to children's armor to help Phil realize his dream, David, TK4600, shared the message throughout the garrison. Is there anything we can do? 
Can we visit Phil and raise his spirits? With the assistance of Patrick, TB11288, Don, TD42701, Ben, IC7255, and Stephen, TK92310, Phil's dream would come true. Working on an unknown time frame due to the severity of Phil's illness, Patrick reached out to Walt, TD4934. Walt is an amazing craftsman, an outstanding individual. He donated the kit to Phil's cause, and it was immediately shipped to Don. Don, Stephen, and Ben worked almost around the clock to get the kit completed for the Mid-South's newest honorary member. On April 4th, Phil was presented the complete armor, and emotion overcame him. He and his family were so thankful for this gift provided to him. He was given a certificate of membership, garrison patches, and stickers from members near and far, and various Stormtrooper-related goodies. Sadly, Phil passed away on April 13th. He was given an honors guard at his memorial service, attended by Stephen TK92310, Patrick TB11288, Ben IC7255, Travis TI10348, and Chat IC60113. Rest in peace, brother. On Saturday, April 9th, four troopers from Empire City Garrison attended a Star Wars library event at the Henry Waldinger Memorial Library in Valley Stream, New York. This Long Island library hosted a Star Wars event in their children's room, where they had various activities and games for the kids. Troopers had a great time taking photos with guests, interacting with the kids, handing out citations, and helping celebrate their children's reading program. Shane, ID 67790, played a bit of Star Wars Jeopardy and made corrections to some of the questions when required. ECG was provided a table to distribute cards and information about our groups. The organizer at the library was very appreciative and glad to have us there. Thanks to Vicki and Candice for squiring and to Vicki for photography, which we'll link to in our show notes. Thanks to Chris, TK6744, for that report. Empire City Garrison had two back-to-back sporting events on April 9th and 10th. On the 9th, it was their New York Mets Star Wars Night in support of Stand Up to Cancer at City Field in Flushing, New York. Eight characters were in attendance as well as three squires to help wrangle the crowds and take photos. Also attending were the Empire Saber Guild and Mandalorian Mercs. Troopers were provided some snacks and water as well as a great changing area in the auxiliary locker room. This event was to benefit the Stand Up to Cancer Foundation and ECG was proud to support it. Unfortunately, the weather was miserable with temperatures in the 40s, heavy winds, and rain, so it was touch and go right up until game start at 7 p.m. The troopers stuck it out and fortunately it did go on as planned. The team started by having us take photos with guests at the entrance and then participate as judges in the costume contest. There were some great contestants and three lucky kids got to go out on the field between innings as their prize. Troopers then participated in a steal the base event on the field and later two troopers stayed late to do the t-shirt toss at the seventh inning stretch. They got some great screen time as well on the local broadcast of the game. Although there were a few hurry up and wait moments, one activity that ended up being canceled, overall it was still a great experience and ECG hopes to be invited back for future Star Wars events with the Mets. We'll have links to Facebook photo albums in our show notes. Thanks to Chris, SL6744, for that report. Then on April 10th, 
Empire City Garrison attended the New York Cosmos Star Wars Night in support of their charity partner, Street Soccer USA. Street Soccer USA is an alternative to the pay-to-play model of youth sports with a focus on social impact across the United States and beyond. Their mission is to build life-changing community-based sports programs that reach the least served communities across the U.S. and beyond. This is a great cause, and the Empire City Garrison was happy to support it. Empire City Garrison troopers arrived at Schuert Stadium at approximately 4 p.m. They suited up and headed out the stadium courtyard to take photos for the pregame and kickoff activities, which took place between 6 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. After a short break, Empire City Troopers were brought back out to the stadium courtyard for the Star Wars costume contest. The ECG Troopers also took part in the t-shirt toss at halftime. Overall, it was a great fun troop. The fans loved the Legion's appearance, and ECG hopes to be asked back by the Cosmos for future events. Thanks to Anthony IG10666 for that report. Uh, next up, we have a report that was called in by Kyle, CC88260 from 70th Explorers Garrison. Hello, my name is Kyle, CC88260 of the 70th Explorers Garrison Firehawk Squad. On April 9th, the Firehawk Squad was asked to make an appearance at the Gurner Family Early Childhood Center Spring Fling. We had a simple task of standing around greeting families and taking pictures with fans of all ages. This event was held to help raise money for the school, which houses approximately 600 students that range from early childhood special education, at-risk, and Head Start. They raised around $3,900 at this event by auctioning off baskets filled with different items, selling food, and having games for the kids, and donations. One basket was filled with Star Wars goodies that went for $200, the highest ever in the time that they have been doing this. They believe this is because of us being there. They are planning on using the money to help purchase some technology items for their classrooms like iPads and smartboards. In the past, they've used to, pur to purchase playground equipment. This was a fun troop that kept us in from the code and surrounded us with a lot of smiling kids and a few scared ones. In attendance besides myself was TK32199, or 9s, TD7530, a Jedi, Princess Leia herself, and Hera from Rebels. Hi, this is Tom Root of Robot Chicken fame, and you're listening to the 501st Cast. Upcoming events. As I think we mentioned on a previous show, May the 4th is coming up soon. Our units are swamped with requests that are often difficult for us to fill as May the 4th lands on a Wednesday this year. But we're doing our best to get out there and help fans everywhere celebrate Star Wars Day. You know, this really should be an international holiday with a paid day off, don't you think? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Then, of course, immediately that Saturday is free comic book day. So be sure to head over to freecomicbookday.com and find your local shop and pick up some free comics. 501st members will be out at as many shops as they can to help celebrate this day as well. Star Wars Celebration Europe in London is getting closer and closer. Only about three months away as we record this episode, I'm sure 
Our United Kingdom garrison has great plans in store for 501st Legion members and celebration attendees. Hopefully, we can pry one of them away from planning and get them to come on the air to give us a sneak peek at what attendees might expect to see. Uh, That would be really, really cool. I'm excited for uh, everyone in the UK about Celebration London. The other big convention for July is, of course, Comic-Con in San Diego. We're also hoping to get Imperial Sands Garrison back on the air with us to give us uh, the rundown on what members and attendees can look forward to during that show as well. And speaking of plans, we're in the very early stages of planning for the next Trooper Fest. This will be a convention run by and held exclusively for 501st Legion members. Sort of a party just for us. Current plans are for it to be held in Las Vegas in April 2017, just in time to kick off the 20th anniversary of the 501st Legion. So if you're a 501st Legion member, make sure to head to the forums and keep up to date on the plans for that. I am excited for the, I've already been excited for the 20th anniversary of the 501st Legion next year. Can't believe it's been almost two decades already. And uh, we may have to change the, (laughs) next year we may have to change the uh, uh, intro to our show where it says celebrating more than a decade of uh, trooping and things like that. And uh, well, next year it'll be two decades. Uh, But wow, you know, a little mini convention, a little fest, if you will, in Las Vegas for the 501st next year, celebrating 20 years. I'm looking forward to that. Nikki, Las Vegas is about a five-hour drive from where I am. I think I just might have to make some plans to go do that. Um, Hopefully, they don't announce a celebration Anaheim in April next year (laughs) or, you know, something like that. But I'm definitely looking forward to that. And uh, Nikki, are you going to go to it, do you think? I'm hoping to. But yeah, I do want to kind of hear what the announcement's going to be after Celebration Europe because that's usually when they announce the next celebration is at the current celebration and uh, see when it's going to be and where it's going to be. And that that might change the, the plans for Trooper Fest, because obviously we don't want to conflict with celebration. Right, right. So we'll definitely uh, there's that thread there in the forums for our members to uh, keep up to date on all of that. And uh, how fun will that be? And uh, yeah, it's always good to meet someone else that's affiliated with the Legion and uh, thousands of members. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. For more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. They publish a data burst from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather from. That's Roku Depot, dot com. Well, this episode's shout-out is for our January 2016 Trooper of the Month, Kevin Chamberlain SL4035 of Redback Garrison. Recently standing down as commanding officer of Australia's Redback Garrison after six years at the helm, Kevin has helped implement many initiatives over the years. His accomplishments include obtaining public liability insurance for the entirety of Australia for the 501st, Rebel Legion, and Mandalorian Mercs, thereby bringing together closer bonds between between our sister clubs. He was instrumental in the growth of three of the largest events in the Southern Hemisphere. He is always encouraging members to take the initiative and go for whatever goals they aim for, and makes a positive impact on many other garrisons and their members. Kudos as well to Kevin's fellow nominee for the month of January, Damian McTavish, TB29573 of Southern Cross Garrison, also in Australia. 
As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as The 501st Legion, or go to facebook.com slash The 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501st Legion or go to twitter.com slash 501st Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and discussion. And of course, with the 501st cast, you can find the 501st cast on iTunes and you can find us on Stitcher. And of course, we're also on the Star Wars Podcasts Android app available on Google Play. So don't forget, we also have our hotline available to not only 501st Legion members, but any listener to the 501st cast. Our hotline number is 828-419-0501. You can leave us a message about your favorite time that you visited with 501st Legion members or your favorite mission that you've done as a 501st Legion member. You can leave us a message about why you joined the 501st Legion to begin with. Basically, anything you'd like to talk to us about, as long as it's family-friendly, send it in. Maybe you'll get picked, and we'll send you a 501st cast patch. Oh, you know what? Maybe you will get picked, and we'll send you a patch. That's a good incentive to call. Uh, and uh, before I so rudely interrupted you, Nikki, there, uh, I wanted to remind uh, our listeners, too, uh, some of the other podcasts that I do, I- I've kind of known for challenging our listeners. And so I- I'd like to issue a challenge to the Southern California garrison. We want to hear what you guys have been up to lately, especially since I'm in the garrison, and I, I don't get out very often. Uh, I actually have a meeting uh, at Hillside's Orphanage in Pasadena uh, in early May to plan for our Star Wars August Day. And so that's going to be one big thing that I know SCG will be doing, but uh, I want to hear from SCG members, and uh, definitely, why don't you call in 828-419-0501 that's 828-419-0501. And uh, let us know some of your uh, mission reports. Tell us what you've been doing. And maybe uh, you might get selected and get a 501st cast patch. How cool is that? The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. That's it, troopers. Join us next time on the 501st Cast. So don't forget to sell your. So don't forget to tell your friends as well. We've read. Tell your friends. Uh, uh, cut this part out. Elvis, bad boy. My cat wants to be fed. Uh, then I'll have, there's a blooper for the ages right there. Yeah, there's a bit of a de- delay again. We're having that problem as before. Nikki, you can hear us, okay, right? Oh my. Oh my.